Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach. And in this episode, I want to honor a big milestone in my life. And that is that I have reached a thousand episodes posted to my YouTube channel. Now, that might not seem like something you would ultimately care about, but I want to really break it down and tie in how it actually does benefit you, specifically because of you know the lessons learned uh, you know through this journey and how it can apply to you, right? Now, before I fully get into things, though, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out. Now, in fact, we should probably start there, right? If you're unfamiliar with my YouTube channel, uh, it has various lessons such as this one. Uh, You know, I try to do how-tos, you know, practical stuff for your everyday life uh, in terms of, you know, both for any content creator, right? Of how to do X, Y, and Z, how to do finances, and so forth. But, you know, in life, and the reason I call myself a 360 creative coach is it's not enough to just have skills and talent. Uh, You need to master mental fortitude because without that, it's going to be a lot more difficult to find success, right? So I post lessons on mentality and self-help and stuff like that, right? So that's the bulk of what I put out there. Now, the other stuff that I put out there is recommendations, right? The stuff that has benefited me, you know, movies I enjoy, TV shows, podcasts, books, both uh, fiction and nonfiction. So I try to put out stuff like that. And then, you know, the culmination of a lot of my hard work and examples of all the things that I talk about are the various projects creatively that I am able to do that, that are in video form. And that I can put out on my channel. So short films uh, of, of the past, trailers for things that I've worked on, et cetera, et cetera, right? Do- uh, mini documentaries, all that stuff. So that's all available to you on my YouTube channel, right? Now, for you, you know, if nothing else, the big takeaway is that if you just keep working on something, eventually you'll be able to look back and be amazed at how far you've come, right? That's my big takeaway out of all of this is, you know, I never set out to do a thousand episodes and obviously I'm going to keep on going and how many, uh, you know, how much more I have in me, we'll see in terms of this stuff and whatever else, but it is my intent to continue this because it is fun for me, uh, you know, I believe it represents something positive that I can contribute to the world, you know, and I will continue doing it until such time as, you know, um, I can, or, you know, eventually there might be other ways I can be, create a bigger impact, so I might take on that opportunity, but the idea is, like, just sometimes don't focus on, like, the result of it all, just, just do, right? Too many people, I think, get paralyzed by the notion, at least the ones that I talk to, of, of just starting, right? They, they're already thinking like five, 10 years ahead. And that's great to have a trajectory of where you want to go. I'm not saying anything necessarily negative against that. But it does become a deterrent 
when it's like you're, you're judging yourself based on the result of 10 years from now versus now. You know, we all lack time, money, and other resources. But if you really believe in what you have, right, especially stuff like this where it's just me talking to camera, you know, uh, then, then do it. You know, believe in the product. Gary Vee talks about this. Like, if, if I did, like, an animation with stick figures and millions upon millions of people watch that, why is that not quality versus, you know, someone putting in lots of time into, um, you know, a really beautiful animation but, but just not resonating, right? Uh, we don't de- determine quality. The audience does, Right? All you can do is put in the time and the effort. And part of that also, too, is having the patience and really going after it, you know. Um, It's not going to have, I think too many people, they give themselves like some sort of deadline of, you know, they think like patience is three months, maybe six months. And um, if you're really going to find success, it's going to take a lot longer than that. You know, and yeah, you can within that learn lessons and pivot and so forth, but especially when you're just starting off, it's not going to be this instantaneous thing. And, you know, there are strategies, uh, for example, like Grow Your Show, I think is an excellent resource to help you build an audience um, in a very impactful way, an effective way. And it's a lot of stuff that, you know, with this, I don't necessarily practice because for me, you know, as much as I love doing this, um, the, the time that I would put into like growing this to an extent um, is being put into other stuff that, that yields me. I, I, I do this more, um, even though I can't quite call it a hobby because I, I've, you know, committed to this as sort of Seth Godin would argue, you know, once you commit to it, once you call yourself a YouTuber, let's say, then, you know, the choice is eliminated of like, you know, do I do a video? Do I not? You know, for me, I've already made that choice that I'm going to do this. And so I don't have to argue with myself every day of, you know, do I feel like it? Do I not? Like, no, it's, I got to do it um, in that sense. But at the same time, you know, I have made the choice that other stuff is, you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to put effort, I'm going to put when I do these, I'm going to put everything into it in terms of what I talk about, what I share, and be as thoughtful as I can in that moment. But, you know, the time and effort beyond, uh, you know, that goes into really uh, just building a show because it is a lot of effort, right? Like, I think people overlook that, this idea that if I just put stuff online, then I'll automatically gain an audience and so forth, and it's easy to do, right? And, a lot of the influencers that you see on social media, like there is true effort behind it. You know, I can look to my friend like Lena Nori, who I had a chance to interview. You can check out that. Um, that's another aspect of the YouTube channel that exists is just interviews as well. And she's someone who is an influencer, but you know she puts a lot of time and effort into that. Um, no different than a lot of other. You know, Charlie Barons is another person that um, I interviewed. Um, Mark McGinnis, like all these people. That, that put out content online, uh, there's, there's effort behind it, right? And I'm not saying I'm not putting in that effort, but what I'm not putting effort into necessarily is the marketing, right? And that's by design because my time for me is better spent doing other things.
um, from a personal standpoint, right? So that's kind of a, uh, you know, the, the big takeaway is just, just start, keep going and so forth. You know, uh, a lot of times stay true to really what you want it to be. So for example, uh, there's a friend that I've spoken with and he really wants to start the show. And he's like, if I can just help one gay person out there, then I'll have achieved the success that I want. And then of course he'll think, uh, you know, 10 years down the line of what the show could be and so forth. And I'm like, okay, hold up, hold up. That's great. And I think you can get there and stuff like that. But go back to your initial thing. You know, the success of your show as you defined it was if I could just help one gay person out there. So every time you're not doing the show, you stand no shot at that. Do the show. And it will evolve, right? Um, I think... It becomes very easy to be a Monday morning quarterback on a lot of this stuff and and so forth. And, you know, certainly I've been guilty of criticizing other people and so forth. And I try to do it less, not that I'm a saint in, in any regard in that way. But more so, I, if anything, you know, I, I try to realize like, yeah, to create something, it is really, really difficult. And so... You know, just, just getting in there is what will, will teach you so much more than just studying something, right? I think you can do both. Um, and, I, you know, when I try to study various processes and help me out and so forth, uh, it's like, for example, take filmmaking. I, I try to study, uh, you know, the, the behind-the-scenes process of my favorite filmmakers. And I try to study the stuff that's most applicable to me in that way. But it isn't until I do it that it really gets ingrained into my being. The other aspect of it is is just consistency is key. Um, and I know it's a cliche in that way, but I think the other aspect of it is like there's this idea of like hustle culture and like you got to be working 20 hours a day and so forth nonstop. Like that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, one of the best phrases that I've heard is no hurry, no pause. And it's, I did it as a very early episode of mine of really breaking down what that means and how to approach it. But essentially, it's a way of enjoying something in the moment and, get, and still getting the results that you're looking for because you're not stressed. And when you're not stressed, time in essence expands. Like it's, it, it's almost like an oxymoron but it's, you know, people study that athletes, you know, when, when you go into a flow state, things kind of almost seem to slow down for you and the impossible becomes possible. So, you know, that's, that was a big lesson um, for me through this whole journey. Uh, the other aspect is, you know, how, you're, how you approach things in life, Right? the stuff that's important to you. Practice makes permanent. You know, I think too, I've seen too many examples of people within the entertainment industry that think that when magically an opportunity comes their way, they're going to be able to turn on a switch and, you know, do all the things that they've not been doing, quote unquote, properly. And it just doesn't quite work like that. And also, more importantly, 
If you're not, if you're, if you're not showcasing good habits, then who's going to take a shot on you? I mean, honestly, right? You know, talent to me is a process. That was a big revelation for me in this whole journey is that talent is a process. The only way to, like, if I say I'm a talented person, let's just say like I'm a talented magician. How are you going to know that I'm a talented magician unless I show you what I'm capable of, right? And so I think too many of us sit on the sidelines and say like, I am this, I am that. But it is through the doing that we truly show that. And that's why I'm a big advocate of just start. You know, whatever it is, if you want to be a musician, if you want to be a writer, if you want to be a filmmaker, if you want to be a poet, painter, I don't care, right? Just start. And quality comes through quantity. You know, if you just think like, okay, you know, you're going to wait for inspiration to hit or so forth. Okay, you're going to be waiting around for a long time. Inspiration rewards the hard worker. Um, Apologies, I forget who said it, but... You can look it up, but the quote goes, you know, there was an author who was asked, uh, do, you, do you write, do you have a routine for writing or do you write only when inspiration hits? And the writer said, I only write when inspiration hits, but luckily it hits every day at nine o'clock sharp. So meaning he, he sat his ass down in front of whatever, a typewriter most likely, and and just went to work, right? And through that, he was able to churn out work and, and eventually, you know, that's that's why we even care about the quote is because he had works of art that we cared about. And, you know, you take a look at someone like Shakespeare whose plays have survived uh, certainly decades now at this point, centuries. And it's like, if we looked at the scope of all of William Shakespeare's work, I'm sure there, I mean, there's, there's duds in there or at the very least, they don't live up to a Romeo and Juliet or Hamlet or whatever, right? So, but it it was only through doing all the, the stuff that he did that ends up having that quality. And yes, my dog, Chloe, she agrees with me. So it is only through doing that, you know, we, we stand a shot at something resonating with people. It is, it, the talent is not a light switch we can turn on and off in a given moment. And, and also, if this is like what you want to do, right? All the time people say to me, like, I want to be an actor, I, I, you know, this and that. And it's like, okay, so what's preventing you? And yes, you know, in, in, in the case of filmmaking, there's, there's a lot of obstacles, certainly expense being one of them, which is why for me, I mean, listen, I'm not touting myself, but if nothing else, I try to provide the opportunity for my friends who are actors and want to be filmmakers and so forth, like, hey, let's do a movie. And it's not even necessarily, it doesn't have to be my thing. If someone has an idea, you know, there's, there's a friend of mine, she's got this brilliant idea. And, you know, I remember when she pitched it to me, I was like, let's do it. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I will help you like do this. And so, you know, it's like, just let's, let's go make something, right? Um, because that's the only way to really 
move forward. And in fact, there's a, there's a wonderful uh, tweet that I saw that I want to share that, that I think it's, it's specific. It was written specifically for indie filmmakers, but it's, it's a quote that really applies to anyone in the creative space and one that I wish more people took to heart. And so this is from underscore micro budget pod, right? So the, the actual user is micro budget film podcast, right? And their, um, their Twitter handle is underscore micro budget pod. And they write indie filmmakers. I'm begging you stop waiting on corporations and entities to give you opportunities. Collaborate with filmmakers who are just as hungry as you share your resources, team up and make something special. Build your film tribe and tell your stories. And that's a big component too. I think this idea that, you know, that if you're helping others, uh, it detracts from your work or something like that, or it's eating up your time and you should be focused on yourself, is very short-sighted. You know, the longevity of all of our careers, if this is what you want to do, is 30 40 years, give or take, you know, like, I would hope that that you would want a long and fulfilling career. And the only way to do that is to help support each other. Because by helping support someone else, they're going to support you in return and so forth. And, and it just, and it just builds. It's like the, the you know, the, the tide rising uh, raises all ships, right? That's why I don't understand the idea of jealousy about friends and so forth, like, Let's, let's collaborate. And when, when I, my friends are in high places, that's great for me because they can help me out, right? So that's, that's a big component of it. And in fact, I posted it on, this on Instagram, but I'll share it here too. Um, you know, I have a lot of film gear that just sits in my closet most of the time. You know, I'm, I'm about to shoot a film time stamping this episode, but I'm about to shoot a film, my second feature film. And, you know, it's going to take two weeks, right? So for two weeks, I'm going to be using that gear. And then for the rest of the time, you know, until I do, you know, a third one and and a fourth one, whatever, it's just going to be sitting in my closet, which could be a year and a half, maybe two years. So it's like, why not have the stuff be in use? And so... I share that because if you're someone that could benefit from my resources and you live in LA, then, you know, it's open to you. Now, there will be a rental fee, but I can negotiate with you and I will make it as you know cheap as I can, um, work within your budget, so long as you have insurance, right? That's all I'd ask. So, because I want, I want to do away with the boundaries, if you will, of, of a lot of this stuff. Now... You know, let's say, okay, well, you don't live in L.A. and so forth. You have a phone. You can film using your phone. Like, phones nowadays are just incredible, right? It, it, it goes back to that idea. Like, stop worrying about the so-called quality of it. Instead, worry about, like, what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. I mean, there's, there's some movies out there that are just, like, world-renowned that look like crap, but the story is so, it, it, it engrosses us that the rest of it becomes forgiving, right? Um, and that's the beauty of it all. 
you know? Um, just that's why, like, the true... The true lesson of all of this is just start and go and just keep going and keep going and keep going. And through that, you will learn so much and you will grow and more opportunities will come your way. And, you know, it's it, it, it's kind of funny because uh, for me, there's a lot of people that I do talk to that now with the momentum that I built, they would like to be part of some of the stuff that I'm, I'm doing or I invite people and... You know, they, they might take time to think about it and so forth. And the thing is, as I continue, the momentum, it's like a snowball effect. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and faster and faster. And in that sense, it's very, you know, one of the things like, I, I did an episode about this not too long ago. Momentum builds momentum. We often think we have to reserve our energy and save it for when we really need it. It doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. You know, uh, energy begets more energy. And it's true. It might sound, it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's true. And I know it to be true, at least in my life. And by the way, I can cite other anecdotal evidence in my own life as well. And, you know, I can point to research and stuff like that. But the point being that, you know, I, I can see it. There, there's people that like operate, like I call it the metronome of life, right? Metronome is a is a measurement of time, generally in music, right? And, you know, I operate on on a different, you know, I, I talked about no hurry, no pause. It doesn't mean like I'm, I'm speeding, but compared to other people who like, you know, if even they're like quote unquote speeding, my pace of life, my metronome is just so much like more rapid than theirs and they have a hard time keeping up because they're not in the practice of it. Right? And so how do you do that? Well, you you practice, but but with a concerted effort. You know, practice doesn't make perfect, it makes permanent. So if you practice terribly, that's what you're you're gonna exemplify. Hence, you know, when I talked about the the, the, the switch, you're not gonna be able to switch because you know habits get ingrained in us. And you can't make the distinction between, you know, uh, X and, and that. Like you have to you, you, you have to practice good habits throughout because it'll make them permanent. And by doing, you know, for me, in the practice of these 1,000 episodes and everything leading up to it, uh, yeah, there's just, I have a different metronome in life, you know, and, and, and whenever I work on projects, um, I, I make sure to find people that can can handle that pace, you know? Um, and again, it, it, it's not to say that I want things to be a toxic work environment, you know, or that we work nonstop or whatever. Again, the irony is when you really kind of embody the spirit of all the, the, the mental lessons that I talk about, then you got to have some serious fun in creating art and doing these things, you know? For me, we're going to Columbia to film my second second movie. And I'm like, guys, the North Star of all of this is we're getting together and we're going to Columbia to a country we've never been to. And as a bonus, we get to make a movie. Therefore, create something special. And if we just, if that's like our mission statement, we can't fail. 
We can't. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of the thing. And, you know, as, a, as another lesson uh, that, that I've learned is try to figure out, you know, in the, in the fastest, most cost-effective way to test ideas, right? You know, um, and what are the ways you can learn from it, right? So, for example, I did this short film called Playtest, which is a proof of concept for a feature film that I want to do that is going to take more funding than I can personally self-finance. But, you know, I could self-finance that short film because, you know, it does, it utilizes a lot of green screen. There's a special animation technique that I wanted to use similar to like Scanner Darkly and, you know, all this stuff. And it's, it's something that I'd never done before. And so, you know, I did it with my friends and the result came out good, but even if it didn't, like, it was still a low-cost way to learn how to utilize green screen, to, to go through the process and to understand, okay, you know, let's say we failed, like, what are the things that went wrong with it? Um, you know, that, that's why... I, finance is another big thing I'm going to... Like, the only way to financial freedom is you have to take control of your finances, you know, and there's lots of resources for that. So, you know, I've, I've interviewed Broke Millennial and she has a series of books that, that I love. You know, Tony Robbins has Unshakable and Money Master the Game. And then there's wonderful programs like the Financially Fit Foundation, which um, in full disclosure, I am now a board member of. But the good news is that foundation is a nonprofit and it's completely free, right? So they do workshops um, on how to uh, spend in alignment with your values, not your ego, right? That's that's their big mission statement, and and I love that. You know, that's that's why I joined, um, and because it is free, and because you know it is tr- uh, aiming to to create financial freedom for um, people who otherwise you know wouldn't have those resources. And how this ties into what I was talking about of, you know, the low cost kind of fast fail, you know, you, in, in, in anything that you do, it's an investment ideology where you want to have low risk, high reward. And that's great for investing. But why not apply that to your creative projects? Right? So... You know, in the case of Columbia being my, um, you know, the, where we're going to film my second feature film. Yes, um, for the cost of all of it, you know, for me, like personally, that's a lot of money to put into it. However, in the grand scheme of things of making a movie and what we're going to get for it, right? We're going to film in Columbia in these beautiful locations. It's going to seem like a multi-million dollar movie done on a shoestring budget. So that's low risk, high reward. And I'm all about that. So figure out ways you can do that with what you're doing. So those are kind of the big lessons um, that really encompass the spirit of everything that I teach. And, you know, one of the fun things for me is to go back through my YouTube channel and really look at, you know, the stuff that I have created, 
whether um, the actual like projects, like I mentioned, documentaries, short films, um, tr the the trailers, the stuff that I've worked on, all that stuff, as well as the lessons, you know, both how tos as well as the mental lessons that I've put out, um, and even just the recommendations. You know, um, it's fun to be reminded. It's it's, it's like a it's like a journal. It's like a yearbook. As, uh, whatever kind of thing that would be analogous to it, you know, it's it's a thing that I can return to and be reminded of, you know, for my own benefit, right? I mean, secretly, that's one of the reasons why I do this. So that way I put some of these thoughts uh, on paper, right, if you will, um, not literally, but metaphorically speaking. And that way I don't forget it, right? There's a line in Indiana Jones and the, and the Last Crusade where his father goes, you know, I wrote them down so I wouldn't have to remember. And for me, by putting this stuff out there, yeah, it helps because I can always use a refresher on some of the stuff and and it's good. That's 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 why I love it. And obviously it's there for you for your benefit. And so as I wrap up this episode, this you know milestone uh, look back at a thousand videos posted to my YouTube channel. I'm curious, you know, for the next 1,000, what do, what do you, would you love to see most of? You know, I, I, I want to be of most help to you. And so let me cater to you, you know. Shout out what it is that, that resonates most with you that you have questions about. Or, you know, just in general. I don't know. Maybe you want, like, not even a lesson. You just want some sort of motivational speech. I don't know. Uh, let me know and I'm, I'll, I'll see what I can do, you know. If nothing else, I'll certainly point you in the right direction and say, recommend a YouTube channel or, you know, a book, a movie, podcast, whatever the case may be, you know, if I don't, if I can't provide it myself. So that's what I have for you. I appreciate you for being part of this journey with me, however long you have been part of this journey. And I hope that you continue with me on this journey. And more importantly, I hope you continue on your artistic journey because, um, you know, it deserves, uh, you know, you, you deserve that for yourself. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'll see you next time.